Okay, joining us today on Market Proof Marketing, the founder and CEO of Home AR, Richard Penny, all the way from New Zealand. Auckland, Thank New Zealand. For- that's right. G'day, Kevin. So I love your voice. I also am a huge fan of all all New Zealand uh, individuals. Uh, <laughs> when, when are you going to make your debut in Hollywood, sir? Because that seems like an entry point that uh, you need to take advantage of. Well, yeah, that that may or may not be on the roadmap, but I just thank you on behalf of all New Zealanders <laughs> for your uh, you know for your love and best wishes. It's uh, yeah. if you if, if anyone listening to this hasn't seen Flight of the Concord, and yes, I do know by the way to Richard and any other New Zealanders uh, that the entire uh, country is not um, represented by Flight of the Concords, but one of the funniest um, and best written shows ever to be on television uh, with uh, with Brent and Jermaine. You got to check that out. Okay, back to the show. Oh, Sorry, we're, we're very proud of those guys. Very proud of those yeah. guys. And uh, you know, there's a fair bit of New Zealand in there, but you're right. That's probably not everyday life here. But <laughs> right. Yeah, so pretty positive that I do, in fact, have uh, ADD. Back uh, back to back to home AR. Richard uh, reached out to me, gosh, uh, three months ago, prior to the Builder Show, and said, "Hey, I think this is something that." that people would like to know more about. And I looked at it and, and actually a mutual connection was Don uh, Dantzler from Tilson Holmes said, Hey, you need to check this out as well. And so just give us a, the name kind of suggests what it's all about, but what is home AR doing for the consumer and for builders? Well, yeah, obviously, thanks very much for the opportunity to talk to you about this. I mean, yeah, we're really excited about augmented reality. And, you know, so in a nutshell, home AI is a visualization platform that uses augmented reality to sell new homes. So, it, it does this by providing those that are doing the selling, and they could be a builder, a developer, an architect, or a realtor, the tools to give the buyer what they need to make a confident buying decision, right? And so that's, put simply, that's a really clear vision of the home, what it's going to be like to live in, and ultimately what they're going to get for their money, and ideally getting that information long before the house has been built. So that's what Home AR is all about, and it does that by taking any floor plan and turning it into a full-scale augmented reality walkthrough experience, which is then delivered by the phone in your pocket or on your iPad. It's as simple as that. It's about people being able to experience a home in full scale on site long before it's built. And and, uh, your partner here in in the US, um, remind me of the gentleman's name? Jonathan Patton. Jonathan did an amazing kind of viral approach because there were some empty booths and spaces at this year's show where there might not have been in years past at the International Builder Show in Orlando. And so he would just walk in find a little open space and plop down. Uh, he was doing tiny homes. He was doing full-size homes. He was doing all kinds of stuff. And you just see it drop from the sky or be kind of built up from the ground. And whether he was you know, moving his phone around to look at the outside or the inside, I thought that was an incredible kind of viral hack approach to letting people see it and, and what it can do. Yeah, Jonathan's really good at that stuff. And he uh, certainly doesn't lack in you know, the confidence to draw people in and say, hey, come and take a look at this, which is great. Because the thing about augmented reality, it's one of those things that's actually really hard to describe in any other way other than actually experiencing it for yourself. And take it from me, you know, being based down here in New Zealand, but selling to folks up in the US and around the world, it's sometimes quite challenging to really communicate what home AR is and what it's great at remotely and being able to show that face-to-face and watch people go, oh my goodness, I didn't really understand that that's what we were about to do. And uh, so that never gets old. We love the the response that we get when people get to see it. And uh, yeah, obviously the IBS show was a great opportunity to show that to some uh, to some folks who are really, you know, we got some really good feedback. So it was a good yeah, experience. I bet, you, I bet you did. We'll try to link to one or two of those videos uh, that he posted on social media and the show notes. Let's go back through some quick 
kind of maybe boring definition things, then we'll get back to the exciting stuff. So VR, virtual reality, that's where you're taking yourself out of the reality that you are currently in and and closing yourself off and kind of going all in, so to speak, augmented reality, um, adding uh, virtual things on top of the, the physical world. So you, through a lens or through a camera, in this case, where you can, uh, Pokemon Go is the most, I think, uh, famous version of, of AR that everyone will, will be able to relate to, especially if you have kids. <laughs> and so this is the, the kind of the classic use case has been, I'm walking up to a home site and I want to show the customer the, the floor plan that they're interested in building on the home site uh, and then dropping that in. And again, most of the time we're, we're thinking about it as exterior elevations and getting the sense of how the home sits on the property. But what Home AR and Richard's team is, is I think, taken to another level than I've seen anyone do before is uh, on the interior is really making sure that it's it's smooth. And a lot of times the interior, I guess, because of all that is trying to display Richard, I've seen be very clunky and jittery. And, and these examples, once they're fully loaded, were not at all. Yeah, well, that, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Let's let's be fair. Augmented reality as a concept and putting homes into AR is is not brand new. We've seen concepts of this, for, you know, for quite some years. And so, you know, so what's new about that now? Well, there's a few things that have changed over the last few years that have made augmented reality much more possible right now. And that's the the devices that are in our pocket and the and the power of those. And also, obviously, the software we've built to be able to optimize the the content to be able to run smoothly. But you touched on, you know, what what is AR and what is it not, and that's one of, as I mentioned, one of the things that we we constantly uh, are trying to get better at is really communicating exactly what augmented reality is and what it's great at, and more importantly, what it isn't and what it isn't trying to replace. So, it's not a whilst it is a walkthrough, it's not the kind you do using your mouse on your laptop. It's not a video or a three sixty degree video, um, and it's not, you know, most most often confused with virtual reality, you know, and the headset experiences, which, you know, all of the things I've mentioned, I think have got a place potentially in a buyer experience and depending on the type of company and what you're trying to achieve. But what we're trying to do is make sure we use augmented reality for what it's really unique and really uniquely good at, which is putting digital content in the real world. In this case, it's putting a, a, you know, a digital twin of a house in full scale on the lot so that people can experience it. And to your point, not just the, the, the exterior, but being able to walk into it, be able to look down through those view shafts, being able to see the view out the kitchen window so you can imagine the kids playing outside, all of those things that when you're trying to buy a home, these are the things, that the images you're trying to conjure up in your mind so that you can say, this is the house for me. Well, we're just trying to use the technology that's available to do that piece for you and therefore make that whole sales conversation. And, and do it two ways, really. One is to potentially help you get the sale. And the other is to, as much as possible, try to avoid the, I just wish I would have known statements that are are often known to come out of out of buyer's mouths after the home has been built. And I also just want to reemphasize, you've seen this stuff for years, but in fact, I think at our very first online sales and marketing summit, and maybe even the year before that, so gosh, that would be 2013, um, you might've seen this for the first time. Uh, sorry, 2015, you might've seen this for the first time. And people immediately were like, okay, how do I do this? I want to, I want to give someone money and I want to make this happen. And it was like, ah, this is a tech demo. It's not really ready for prime time. Uh, and, and so again, what Richard's done is I think really, uh, and his team found a way to make this a much smoother, seamless process. But so let's talk, let's, let's finish talking about the, the product and then we'll, we'll move on. So scale is obviously a big part of this, Richard. How is it 
able to determine the correct scale to, to place a home and is it something that the, that the user needs to do? Is it just the technology can sense as you're moving the device around, get a sense of the space and, and record the scale uh, necessary on its own? How, how does that function? The scale piece is really simple. It basically takes the plans that are developed, uh, have the scale on them and it just interprets that scale and then then renders it in the right scale. So the technology does that, does that That's for awesome. you. Yeah, so, I remember back in the day you had to like go up to a specific card to be able to drop it uh, in, in, a, in a fixed location. That's, uh, that's right. That, I mean, things like image recognition and and using images as uh, the tracking to be able to deliver the experience. This is where, you know, the technology has really come a long way in a short amount of time over the last few years. And so, you know, we feel that AR as a technology is really, uh, it's time's finally coming. It's been conceptual, but back in those days in 2015, when people were showing it, it was conceptually possible, but not economically viable and, um, you know, and not being able to be delivered in a, at a, in a time frame and at a price point that was realistic. And so with the technology advances and what we've been able to build, we can do it at scale and we can do it in a turnaround time that meets the needs of the industry, which is obviously super fast paced and buyers don't want to wait three weeks or four weeks to get uh, you know, get the information they need. So being able to turn that around in a matter of, in some cases, hours to be able to get that experience in the hands of the right people so they can make those decisions, that's what makes it possible rather than just conceptual. Woo, that, uh, hours, that sounds like... Um... That's crazy talk, but the, let's talk about the delivery um, mechanism, because I think what a lot of times people think about this type of experience is a salesperson or someone at the company with a, with a dedicated device or a device that has a certain piece of software on it so that, that you know the customer can experience it with you. But something else kind of a little bit different with Home AR is, is the multiple ways that we can send this artificial reality representation to the buyer, right? Um, so, so they can obviously download the app. But you also have the ability to send via other means. Can you describe that a little bit for us? Yeah, so you know we've obviously put a lot of our focus on making sure the augmented reality ex- experiences is is usable and is um, and as rich and I guess and informative as it possibly can be because that's table stakes, right? If people don't get what they need out of that or they can't get into it or it's uh, you know it's clunky, then they put it down and they never go back. So that's job one. But then job two is how do we make it accessible and usable, and how do we make sure that it's really easy to get it in the right hands in the at the right time wherever they are? So that's being able to use things like QR codes, which obviously, you know, post-pandemic or yeah. <laughs> we're, we're now all pretty, I don't know if we can say post yet, but uh, um, the pandemic has taught us how to use QR codes, if nothing else. So uh, so that's, you know, being able to have QR codes integrated into the system so they can be added to, could be real to signage, could be brochureware, being able to send links directly to buyers. They might be a thousand kilometers away and being able to send a link that will take them directly into an AR experience that they can that yeah, they can I want, get straight I want to pause into. You there. So we're talking about in an email, in a text message, however you are going, you know, the QR code Correct. is just another mechanism of sending people the link. Yes. But I think that's also a really um, key feature here is it's not just within a dedicated experience, but you can incorporate the on-ramp to this content from, from lots of different places. It's, it's got to be, it's got to be available anywhere where it's needed. And that's being able to use those things like links and QR codes allows us to do that it means that we can make sure it's really usable because there's no point in us having it wrapped up on a nice device that somebody else has got in their car and they can't, you know, can't get in the hands of the right buyer or the builder doesn't have it handy. So it's got to be available at the right time. And that's, you know, that's really central to how we, how we design the product. So, and the other pieces, yeah, we obviously want to make sure that it's, uh, you don't need a degree in computer science or in design to run it. It's really built to run on the phone that you're familiar with and with the gestures and interactions you're familiar with. So, but yeah, that's, that's really what we think is key to being able to get this, you know, as useful as it possibly can be. 
Yeah. So what drove you to get involved in this, Richard? There's got to be something, uh, unless you're just one of those people who loves HGTV and everything about homes and just thought, I want to find a, an excuse to be in this industry. <laughs> what, what, what got you in, involved in all this? I'm married to that person who just loves watching home shows. Uh, so, uh, so there is some synergies there, but no, I'm not the, the binging home show guy. Uh, although I've certainly come to, uh, to watch more than my fair share of them. Home AR actually came out of one of those solving your own problem situations. So, you know, this is a few years ago now, and I, you know, it did coincide with the time that I was really exploring AR as a technology and, and what it could do, but that coincided with my wife and I buying a nice plot of land and having dreams of building a great home. And we didn't really have a clear vision of what it might look like or what we could afford, which I'd say is probably pretty common amongst, you know, most buyers. Um, and, you know, during that experience, I was really surprised to find that, you know, the buyer experience for people who are really trying to actually spend what is potentially an awful lot of money was, was, was really quite lacking compared to the other buyer experiences we get in a lot of other parts of our lives. So, and this wasn't specific to the builder that we were trying to engage with or to builders in general, in general, sorry, we tried, you know, multiple companies and architects, and they all had the same thing in common, which was everybody was trying really hard, but they just didn't have the tools they needed to give us the sense we were looking for of what the house was going to be like to live in. So everybody had lovely renders and brochures and floor plans. And some of the architects we saw had some cool tools that, you know, when we went into their office, they could give us a, 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 a walkthrough on their on their big screen or on their Mac, but, you know, everything was completely removed from the plot of land and the environment the house was going to be built in. So, you know, with my still fairly early stage knowledge of AR technology, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe we can make something here. How hard can that be? And the answer is way harder than I thought, but <laughs> <laughs> which is always the case, but that, you know, that really was the sort of genesis of this. It's like, how do we use tech to do a better job of this? And that's, that's kind of where this has all come from. Talk about the type of people you had to assemble to make this become a reality then. I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I don't imagine you were just like, honey, we got to create this solution. And then uh, you just opened up some books and watched some free YouTube classes on on coding and whipped this whole thing up. How, how long was this a, a project of yours? Well, this was a, a project that went through sort of early stage prototyping and beta for quite some years. So this probably started in 2018. Now, I, hmm. full disclosure, I don't cut code. I've been able to find some really, really smart people who do that stuff for me. And I'm able yeah. to articulate what we're looking for and they make it happen. And uh, they never cease to amaze me what they're capable of uh, of, of uh, creating when we dream things up. And that's, that's part of the fun of doing this, really. We dream of these things. And then the next thing somebody's going, does it look a bit like this? And I'm like, it does. It does look like that. So let's do that. So yeah, it's it's not me. It's smart people that I've got around me that uh, that help us make this into reality, and augmented reality. So you talked about the the relative ease of being able to get once the home builder sends you the data of the floor plans to get loaded in the relative relatively easy onboarding process that you've been able to create for this. Has that also translated into cost savings? And I I'm always hesitant to ask people to in a podcast form that's going to live forever talk about pricing, but just talk about how affordability of this has changed uh, since 2018 uh, in terms of, is this still mostly a custom builder solution for someone doing a small number of very high-end projects, or has this become affordable to the point that, that a production company who's maybe going to do a, a 300 home site community and have six different floor plans that, that it translates well for them is just talk a little bit about the, the, the pricing adjustments that have happened over time. Yeah, I think that that's obviously one of the great things about te technology is it advances, it makes things more possible. And by making them more possible, it should be able to drive the cost down. So some of the things that previously were, you know, having to be built, you know, handmade 
AR experiences that were taking hours and hours and hours because some very smart person was doing it all, you know, on a custom basis, what, you know, one time, one use, then mm -hmm. just, you know, the economics of that aren't great. But being able to do this, be able to build a platform. So Home AR is, you know, quite an extensive platform behind the uh, the app experience, which means that you can upload your plans and they are, for the most part, they are turned into augmented reality by our software. There's a little bit of human intervention to make sure that they are, you know, the quality control is there. But for the most part, it's our software doing it, which means that we can do this much faster, That speaking to that turnaround time piece, and also at a much more uh, cost-effective way. So we've got um, everything from custom builders who are building five or six custom masterpieces a year and architects who are designing, you know, high-end custom homes right through mm -hmm. to production builders who are, who have got, might have 80, 100 more floor plans and they've got all those floor plans in there. Um, we've got builders who put every single one of their, their custom designs through Home AR so that if you build with them, you get your home design in AR. Some use it more in the sales process, just being able to show Say uh, the three or four, sorry, the three or four floor plan options that you might have in a new community. So right across the spectrum there, and yeah, the pricing pieces depends on how you're using it and how many plans. But this is designed to be cost effective because if we're showing up and saying this is all great and getting people excited and then making yeah. them fall over with the sticker price, then the business doesn't work. So it's it's very cost effective. And when you look at it on an ROI basis, you know, we think if we can't be helping people sell homes and sell homes faster, which obviously has a genuine ROI, if we can't be doing that, we're doing the wrong thing. So I like to think it stacks up pretty, pretty easily on that basis. Yeah. So you heard it here first, Richard's intent on world domination of all things AR related when it comes to our industry. It's a joke. I think, you know, where I wanted to, to just brainstorm with you since no one else is here, it's just you and I, we'll just forget about the hundreds of people listening in. I think you know one of the challenges that marketers are going to continue to have is how do we get closer and closer to the beginning of the customer journey? And it just strikes me that this is not a use case that I think Richard is out um, looking to create. But if you're a large on-your-lot home building company, just imagine with me, and then Richard, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If there was a large on-your-lot home builder who partnered with you to create a branded version of this experience where consumers could go through a library of hundreds of floor plans. Uh, it wouldn't say the name of your company on it, but it, it would it, just as a legion, a piece of someone who's thinking, you know, I, I did it myself, gosh, four years ago when we started thinking about the house I'm now standing and talking to you was I went on the app store and I was like, okay, let's, Let's look at the floor plans. Let's find the apps that let us, you know, on my iPad design a, a floor plan. Oh, look, that's only 12 bucks. I'll give that a shot. And they were all garbage or 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 seemed like they were going to be simple enough for me to be able to use. And then I was like, no, you might as well just learn Revit and just build a 3D CAD model sure. instead. And so if some place would have existed where there were all of these, these plans there, I would have downloaded it. I would have gone out to my property at least just to to get a sense of what's going to fit on the land well. And I think as marketers trying to get earlier and earlier, especially for on your lot builders, this, this is the kind of thinking that I'm trying to encourage people to do of, of, you know, man, if I could give Richard a hundred of my floor plans or 20 of my floor plans, put that on the app store as a generically termed thing of, you know, on your lot, 3D mm -hmm. AR extravaganza, uh, $0 <laughs> free download just to get them to use it, create an account with an email address, phone number or whatever, so that I can begin to market to them. The, the content that you're creating obviously is part of the sales process, but it strikes me that there's still, 
way more that could be done with content of this type just to even get people across the, be- the beginning part of thinking about doing this. I 100% agree. And uh, I can't speak too much to some of the things that we've got coming in the pipeline, but that that ability for you know being able to let your product do the talking and get that uh, and and do that upfront marketing piece so that people, uh, so potential buyers are, are are able to use your plans to to get that initial inspiration piece and then get you know get themselves down the funnel to, to use a I guess a marketing term mm-hmm. to the point where they can get themselves ready to then go now I'm ready to talk to this builder and now I'm ready to talk to them about what they might be able to do for me so being able to put this content, you know, and get it to do that job right at the top of the funnel is really important in part of our roadmap. And you're absolutely right. We could talk more perhaps off mic about some of the things we've got (laughs) planned there, but uh, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, right now a building company can put any number of plans in here and they can then send that catalog to potential clients and that, that buyer can then go through as many plans as they like before they then get back in touch. So you can do that right now, but the ability to sort of have that generic set of, you know, I guess marketplace of plans in the app when you download it off the store, that's something that uh, is a a concept that we've been thinking a lot about, put it that way. The other thing that I think would seem very interesting is the idea of using this not to sell a home, but a community. The the land development timeframes from the time someone secures a large piece of property then has to go get us, get it approved and developed. In the meantime, we're, we're, we want to give the customer something to to show what's coming down the line. And I talked to someone even Richard two weeks ago who was saying the projects that they're working on are high enough profile where there's going to be enough pushback that they want to start doing this type of work even earlier. We're talking two, three, four years before a project would typically have even been uh, approaching the city council or whoever needs to to give their final stamp on it and just say, we, we want to create an experience in a place where if anyone researches this project four years into the future, they could still go out this afternoon and see an AR representation of the community entrance or a streetscape or in the multifamily world, you know, the, the outline of a building and how it sits on the skyline or, or whatever. 100%. I just think all of this, where we keep moving towards is more and more content, less and less advertising, because the algorithms are going to do the job for the customer and and, and serve up what they're interested in seeing. Yeah. Have you seen or talked to anyone about, about doing kind of community entrance or or kind of vision casting of, of, a, of a greater scale than a single home? Yeah, yeah, we have. And so, I mean, th- these are things that we learn as we, you know, I, I, again, I come from a, a, a outside of the industry. So learning an awful lot as we go along about where, you know, the technology can play a part. So we get led by our customers sometimes. So we've got this uh, a really awesome customer here in New Zealand who was uh, had an 80 unit development that they were pre-selling and it was all to be pre-sold and the funds were being released from the bank as, mm. as the, the tranches were being pre-sold and Home AR played a really important part of their in their pre-sales process, you could literally go out on site and you could see the entire development before, you know, in full scale, you could walk through it, you could walk through the streets um, and, uh, you know, and we're only limited by the, you know, if you put the content in there, then that's what's rendered in the uh, in the AR experience. So that could be everything down to the, you know, amenities and the playgrounds and things like that. And so, yeah, again, I can't talk too much about it, but we've got some really exciting projects in the UK in particular where exactly that, these are large scale projects that are being pre-sold far in advance of, of the build and AR being able to play a role in that. So again, this is, as you say, this isn't about uh, jamming people with content. This is about giving them value. This is about how, how do we make this 
you know, accessible to them so they can make good decisions. And yeah. And, you know. and I think the reason I brought up the, the fact of these projects that are so early is oftentimes too often marketers are trying to fight for budget or the funds to be able to invest in this stuff. And there's two things that I keep coming back to. One is I, I promise you that, that most of you are still spending too much in, in total on advertising. And, and that's one of my favorite things is to dig into a, a budget when it comes to ads and say, that's unnecessary, that's necessary in order to free up funds to invest in content properly. And the other one is that this is where your land development team or, or, or some other group, if they understand that this is going to help them get final approval on a community sooner or quicker, th those funds don't have to come from where to, we would traditionally think of as the marketing department paying for this type of experience uh, or service. 100%. I mean, any, anywhere you can create efficiency in a process, uh, you, you can save cost and, you know, reallocate that that cost to, you know, to create more efficiency. And I know that sounds a bit <laughs> cliche, but that's effectively what this is about, right? And uh, and so yeah, we've got architects who tell us how it's really streamlined their conversations with the builder. So when they go out on site and they're trying to explain how the design is going to work with the land, they can show it and they can have that conversation. It's way quicker. And you just think about how many hours is saved pigging out a site. You know, you don't have to pig out the site. The builder goes, okay, cool. I get it. That, you know, so conversations with councils and things like that can all be uh, streamlined. So there's lots of ways it can be used. And again, I, I you know, we learn every day from our, our customers about how they're finding value in the stuff. So we just got to keep making sure that we keep getting better and providing the tools they need. So that's, that's what we do. Yeah. R Richard, I think this is awesome. Again, I, I think someone, needed to come along like you have and package this up in a way that is is understandable and and a builder can just st start doing it so it's it's no longer just for the wow factor but it's now uh, beyond wow to actual uh, using it in the trenches so to speak to again whether that's in the sales process or in the customer experience between sale being written and home being built uh, which is another big gap of time that just keeps if you ask the customers anyway, it's getting longer and longer and longer. Um, mm. and, and that that excitement uh, starting to wane, especially as interest rates potentially going up more this year and 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 those costs there. So it's also just another potential customer experience opportunity to to maybe delay and say, hey, um, you know, two weeks before the home is going to be built, hey, just wanted to shoot you a quick message here with a link to so you can go out and and fill that gap of time with something that that reignites the emotion of the experience. 100%. That getting those those emotional connections, you know, everybody get well, sorry, I generalized, but most people going into a new build process go into it with huge excitement and optimism and, uh, you know, how do we keep that going throughout the process <laughs> and then how do we make sure we deliver on that at the end? And I know everybody's trying to do the same thing there and so how do we just use the technology that's starting to become, you know, uh, more available and more realistic? How do we how do we do that? So, that, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's really it's really exciting. It's a you know, oh, that actually, Richard, we're gonna we are gonna have to talk offline because I, that gives me another amazing idea for product. Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. I can't <laughs> wait. We're gonna talk about this. Okay. Well, anything else you want to share with everyone? Because I, I we gotta spend time to talk to talk about this other other concept too. All right. Well, no, I mean, it's been a great opportunity just to talk about this stuff. Obviously, you know, we know that um, everybody's at different stages in their in their business and. Uh, um, it, so you know these sorts of tools become relevant at, at certain you know at certain times. We've found that you know 
all of our customers that we have have a sort of a common thread, which is really a desire to to lead and a, a you know a real desire to deliver a, a you know a different customer experience and a better customer experience. But you know, you know so that's the trait we look for in, in businesses that we work with. You know, I really want customers that utilize home AR to the best of its you know potential. And so yeah, so that's that's what we look for in customers. And I know that you know right now everybody's got different priorities in their business. So at a certain time, these things will become relevant. But you know, I think it's a it's an exciting start of a journey that's really has real potential to transform that that sales and customer experience part of the uh of you know of the build process so yeah it's awesome. yeah no good 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 stuff we'll make sure we had a link in the show notes to home ar uh richard's uh, profile on linkedin as well if you want to connect with him there and and chat more about it but richard thanks again for for coming on the show all right thanks very much for the opportunity cheers kevin